architecture. Ah, that's great. <laughs> that's what we're doing today, folks. We're taking oh. a little vacation from bad architecture usualness. And we are going full Halloween spooky season. And we are calling this episode Boo Architecture. Boo. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing a little haunted special for everybody tonight. There's not going to be a bad or a badass. It's just all boo all the time. (laughs) What we have done is selected two buildings that we knew from our childhood that have interesting lore. Yes, some <laughs> or truth. Some haunting, some <laughs> some spectral vibes and uh, so we're each going to do one of those and share our stories and uh, hope you enjoy it for this very spooky season. This was a house that I used to drive past all the time. I didn't live in this town. I live like a town or two over um, it's a small town, Frankfurt, Illinois, <laughs> F-O-R-T, not F-U-R-T, like the hot dogs. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is a German Christian town, right? Like from the 1800s, you know, like it's that kind of thing. And it was a, a railway stop for a long time. It isn't anymore. Uh, not in the town proper anyway, but it used to have like a railway not far from the very small old town. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I used to drive past this thing all the time, (laughs) and it was like my favorite house in Frankfurt, and it's really cool. I'll call up an image from the Historical Society. I wish everybody could see Erin's desktop. I know. Make fun of me. I wanted to be more organized, but I kept finding more things, you know, more images and stuff. And by the time I was just like, you it's know okay. It's, it's your brain on the screen. <laughs> I love it. It's it's chaos. It's it's full chaos. I love it. Only in the project chaos. Right. <laughs> right? right. So like, yeah. So here is the house. Ooh. It's gorgeous. Yes. It's a Queen Anne and it's... um. Not kind of the typical Queen Anne around the turn of the last century, where they were kind of um, plain. Mm -hmm. This one is fantastic. It's got that round. It's a rounded porch, Sarah. It curves around the side of the house. Mm. You know, oh, like like a old fashioned dress just slides around, and those pillars are concrete. Uh, The lady at the historical society told me Mm -hmm. that, or something there told me that. I was there for like three hours, poor thing. And then um, she probably loved it. Let me tell you, historical society is getting to talk about historical places and go deep diving. I'm sure she was like, yes, let me tell you everything. I I hope so, because she's really cool. I liked her a lot. So um, the house is gorgeous. It's got like a like a front gable and it's got the shingles on the top of it. And it's got this cool kind of like onion shape built into the gable. Yeah, it looks like shingles. the roof kind of like <laughs> slopes out from the wall, making yes, that it does. onion shape around that flat, like that flat window. It's really... Yes. And then there's a tiny little square gable popped up on the side, you know, where the where the roof line goes uh, uh, sideways. Mm-hmm. We got this little bitty little like house looking gable (laughs) which is really cute right and it's got like this little uh balcony Mm -hmm. which i imagine probably was a door at one time instead of a window these look like uh, a lot of these look like replacement windows to me Mm -hmm. um i imagine in this onion dome that wasn't a i don't know if that was straight up and down to me it seems like it would have a circular one um, yeah, it might have just been cheaper to pop built. in like a, a regular rectangle in there. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. I mean, you know, things happen. Things change. You got to replace windows. Nobody, Not everybody can afford or wants to do like historic window restoration. So it's gorgeous. It's got this pretty leaded window in the front. They kept that I one. Mean, that's it, good. It's dark. When they, when they restored it, they actually did choose good colors. It's like... You know, olive green, olive, mm-hmm. sagey olive. <laughs> what would like you call olive, that? Like, I think green. it's the olive green, and then there's a sage green, and then there's that maroon trim around yes. all the windows. And a, like and, a dark roof. Yeah. Yeah. And then the base of the porch is like a stacked stone or stacked, uh, that limestone brick stuff that you would find 
a lot of the time in that turn of the century base yeah. of the house. I wonder yeah. if she, if she so, said that the those columns were concrete. I wonder if that's like those like decorative cast concrete made to look like kind of like rusticated stone or something. Here's this porch. Okay, so this is a porch that curves around the side. Oh my gosh. It's fabulous. They even painted the, the, the wooden, like the wooden ceiling is even that like olive green color and there's a porch yes. swing. Yes, it is. It's so good. Um, <sighs> but all in all, it's a really cool house. Yeah, beautiful house. I Just great neighbor. It looks like it's on a it. corner property, like totally gorgeous. It's a great like, I would call it a great upper-middle-class Queen Anne example mm. from the turn of the last century. Yeah. That's what I would say. A year or two before the pandemic started, a friend of mine told me, oh, yeah, that place is haunted. Well, now, I wasn't surprised I was drawn to this place because it was haunted, because that's usually the buildings that I really like. It was right? calling to you, Erin. It was like, hey, like my people, I mean, you like, love me for a reason. <laughs> it's not just the porch. Exactly. <laughs> right? There's always something. You know, it draws me. I'm like, ooh, right? And then I find out it's probably haunted. And so that wasn't surprising. But what did surprise me is when... My friend says, oh, yeah, it used to be a bordello. <gasps> I spit my drink out. Yes. I was out. <laughs> yes. I was like, right? Did the spit take? And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because I just couldn't believe it, right? You know, I'm like, no way. Can right? you imagine the, the ladies like? out on that porch? <gasps> I know, right? Yes. Or on the balcony. Yes. <laughs> Leaning forward, ah, right? So, but here's my thing. I'm like, why in God's green earth would I pick that house out of the whole old town of Frankfurt? That's the one mm -hmm. Aaron picks <laughs> as a child, right? You knew. So this house has a lot of lore kind of hanging around it. And I want to talk about the lore. And then I want to talk about... Uh, the lengths I went to <laughs> to try to find out if this lore was true. So this and is going to be like a really good insight into what happens when you do building research. It is rabbit hole oh after God. rabbit hole after rabbit hole. And and a lot of them are dead ends. Yeah. Because there was a fire. So a lot of the old records I cannot get. Ah, uh, gotcha. Here we go. Here's the lore. Okay. Okay. And the lore is very specific. I'm going to give you the specific version, okay. which is uh, related in a couple of, well, quite a few articles that are usually posted around Halloween, right? Mm. So there's some local papers, one called From the Patch. There's a couple from there. And then there's one from even the Tribune, Chicago Tribune, downtown, talking about it. Okay. <laughs> it's like a thing, okay? So, and weirdly, I did not know this until my old ass heard it at this party like five years ago. <laughs> He's like, you'd think I would have heard this, but apparently it's well known. I mentioned it to a friend of mine. She's like, oh, yeah, that house. And I'm like, why didn't I? Didn't, how did? What? <laughs> anyway, so here's the lore. Okay. There are two ghost girls in this house, and they are named Sarah and Sadie. <gasps> I, lo okay. I, love, I, love a, I love a ghostly I know, Sarah. Right? <laughs> right? So I, I figured you'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> so Sarah was an English immigrant that got a fever while crossing the Atlantic and died in the house in 1909 at age 10. That's the lore. Mm -hmm. Sadie came from Boston by train to escape some abusive parents in 1901, got off in Frankfurt, and was age 12 when she died in the house. Now, she worked as a maid in this house. This is the lore again, okay. which was a bordello at the time. And one night, a guy named Will thought Sadie was a prostitute and beat and raped her. Okay, she was 12, guys. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> then cut her throat. The bordello workers uh, wrapped her in a carpenter sheet. These reports vary. And buried her in a shallow grave near the train tracks. Wow. And apparently, both of them died in the same third floor bedroom. Okay. That's tragic. So now they're ghosts. Yeah. So that's the lore surrounding this house, okay. right? So you've got the bordello lore, and you've got this ghost lore, and then you've got this, you know, oh, she died by terrible means. You know, not just the girl with the fever, Sarah, but the Sadie with the 
horrible death, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's the lore. Yeah. So it's that's the story. Spooky, spooky. There's uh, apparently um, people have seen things in the you know in the window, like someone looking out mm-hmm. uh, up in the third store story, third story window. Um, <laughs> Can't talk. And then, uh, you know, it's just, there's a lot of, you know how ghost stories, they kind of pile on. Yep. You know, one person says it and then, you know, three more people like, oh, my friend so-and-so, you know, saw this, right? Well, and here's the thing. So I'm not going to dispute that this place might be haunted, Mm -hmm. right? Because it might be. Maybe by a little girl, okay, or two. Uh, I am also not going to dispute that at one point, perhaps this was some kind of bordello. I have not found any proof of that. <laughs> but not just the lore is interesting, right? You're like, oh, okay, cool house. Wow, poor girls. Okay, all that stuff. But now enters the current cast of characters <laughs> into this, yes. which makes it even more interesting. All right. And in particular, just a couple really that made it interesting to me. And listen, before I even talk about this, the extent that I went to, I went to, I did an FOIA request at the village. I got oh my God. I went to the library and had the archive librarian pull stuff out. I had, I went to the historical society and spent like three hours there with this nice lady named Judy, right? And now you're a member the of the historical lady. society because of it. Yes. Yeah, which is great. And the nice lady named Jill at the library who helped me out and even went on the microfilm to see if she could find anything. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, right? So, like, this was a thing. Now, this is the story of kind of how this lore really took off. Okay? Okay. So, this Mr. Ziegler uh, bought the house early 2000s, maybe late 90s. Uh, I am not sure. Supposedly vacant. Okay. Supposedly. I'm putting supposedly in there because I don't know. (laughs) Disclaimer. Uh, Because I can't get enough records. Um, This is the guy that really propels this ghost story, like really like puts it out in the public, right? So he claims to have had experiences in the house. You know, the typical things like stuff moving, cabinets opening, doors opening, closing, uh, seeing the girls in period dress. You know, the usual trappings of a haunting, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Okay, Um, so he had a medium come in. And by the way, even after he bought the house, you know, they they did a lot of exterior renovation and then they started interior renovation. Now, they did a good job with the exterior renovation, as you can see. Um, He got in the paper for winning an award for the restoration of at least the exterior of the house. And from then on, this guy ends up in the paper like every freaking Halloween. <laughs> like he's like always in the paper. Right? It's like okay. Associated with so the house or just him and his his beha- his own personal behaviors? No, no, no. Him and associated with the house. Okay. And ghosts. Ooh, okay. So he's always in the paper for the house and ghosts. And so I'm wondering if this is a guy who likes attention. The beginning of his story starts after he's got the house and they've renovated it and everything. There's a Frankfurt has this big fall festival every fall. And apparently this he said a 93-year-old man named Sam approached the house or him. The stories vary again from the articles mm-hmm. in 2005 during one of these fall festivals. And I guess he stood in the yard and stared at the third floor window. <laughs> anyway, it's very specific. And he was wearing a three-piece suit and a fedora. The guy, Sam, said his wife grew up... Notice they're all S names, too. I love that. I love the alliteration. Right. So Sam said his wife grew up in the house and it had two ghosts. He told him the story that I just told about the two girls. About Sarah and Sadie. This where it came from was Sam. And he said that more... Oh, Mr. Ziegler, the guy who was talking to Sam, has said that more than a dozen people have experienced ghosts in his house. Okay? <laughs> so, you know, I there's quotes in the articles from friends of his that have went over there and have seen things or heard things, mm-hmm. like singing. Okay. Or laughing. 
right? Oh, God. <laughs> you know, like, oh, can't laughing, laughter, laughing right? is the thing that gets me. Oh, my God. <laughs> my husband right? laughs in his sleep sometimes. It is the most terrifying <gasps> thing I've ever heard. Ever. David punches me sometimes because when he has bad dreams, his arms shoot out. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, ow! <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) so this Mr. Ziegler started a group called the Greater Chicago Paranormal Society. He got serious about this real quick. Okay. He's in. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, he's all in here. So he's ghost hunting all over the place. And his quote at one of the end of the articles, one of these articles I read was, they've been there long before I got there and they're going to be there long after I leave. That was his quote. And he says he doesn't find them threatening. Okay. So apparently because they're little girls. So (laughs) um, there's also a movie that was filmed in this house during Mr. Ziegler's uh, uh, ownership. And uh, it's called The Girl on the Third Floor. (laughs) You You can see this movie if you'd like to spend, you know, an hour and a half of your time watching a movie that rates <laughs> two stars. Two stars. Not not, um, not the worst, know, but not even mediocre. Okay. You know, it's not very smoothly written. Okay. Um, Some plot yeah. holes in there. A little bit. <laughs> now, you know. did Mr. Ziegler um, produce, write, and shoot this movie? No. Or? Okay. No, somebody else did. Apparently, there's a movie company out of Orland Park, which I had no idea, and they did that kind of work, and he supplied the house and the and the lore. Gotcha. Okay? So, I started to wonder, you know, I'm like, okay, <laughs> did he start these stories because he knew he wanted to have, you know, or he was really into the ghost thing? Maybe he believes they, I, you know, I don't know. Like, like did he start this, like, here? snowball rolling himself being, you know, did he kind of create all of this and this is where it went? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying the story he gets interesting now that I get into hauntings <laughs> and his house being haunted and a movie about his house. All of it. Yeah. And he achieved yeah. those dreams. Yeah. And now, like... I've had experiences. You've had experiences. I'm not saying hauntings aren't real. Right. What I'm saying is sometimes the people that hauntings occur around all the time have a penchant for drama. Mm. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? They like the attention quite a lot. Yeah. At first I believed it because when you watch the movie, it's all shot in the house or on the exterior of the house or... In a little bar in the middle of Frankfurt, Sarah, you have to visit. You have to visit me again. Okay, we have to go here because this little bar. There's an upstairs bowling alley that's been there since like, uh, you know, early. Oh my gosh! Yes, and we can go and do it. Yes. Yes. Okay? Yes, yes. 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 So there is some scenes shot in there, and then most of it was in the house. Okay. So, like, you get all these cool angles and like going through the house and everything else. So like, that's cool. Right, and that's actually why I watched it the first time because I was like, "What? There's a movie?" Wait, you watched it more than once? Like, yes. Oh, wow. So in 2019, you did the go movie deep came in, out. You did go deep in this research, and I'll show you that in a second. But I just want to talk about Frankfurt a little bit. I mean, it's a German Christian town. I just, it just seems so implausible to me. Although I imagine that happened in a lot of you know small you know, cluster towns, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it just doesn't feel like. What, that there was a like a bordello thing? in this town? Yeah, yeah. Mm, a lot weird. of them called themselves boarding houses. It could be. I agree. It's the oldest That's why profession. I was like, okay, I'm going to look this up, right? That's why I went on this long thing. So the house itself, uh, if you look on like, say, Zillow or whatever, it's going to say it was built in 1909. Mm-hmm. Um and it's four bedroom, two bath, which of course is different than when it was first built. Because you know, when renos happen for modern times, bedrooms get changed around upstairs. Yes. Bathrooms are added. Closets are made bigger, right? So, you know, that's kind of <laughs> what I ran into when I tried to figure something out about this feature. Um, I'm going to talk about the feature in a minute because it's really bizarre. It's not like you <laughs> so, to get fixated on one small feature of a house. That's never no. happened. Oh, yeah, that's never happened. <laughs> never <at all>. happened. <laughs> Aaron hyperfixate oh on a God. tiny detail. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it's not a tiny detail. Okay. And wait till you see it. Okay. okay. So anyway, um, so me and the nice lady at the Historical Society probably think this feature has a different source, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Than what it was used for in the movie and in the lore. Um, so according to her and from my searching, uh, we have found no mention of a bordello, which isn't surprising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a murder by the train tracks, which is surprising because that would be in a paper. Yeah. Um, a Sarah or a Sadie hmm. connected with that time. Okay. So doesn't seem like there's really anything, you know, any meat there. Mm-hmm. So the people who built this house were the Stellwagens. They're a German family. So the interior is incredibly well finished. Yes. Ooh, look so at in the house, so these stell wagons built the house. Now in the file at the historical society, <laughs> here's a note, and it says that it was built before 1900, according to this town, you know, founding family descendant Bert Breiter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so apparently it was built before 1900. So Zillow's got it wrong, or that's the guess. Mm-hmm. Happens so much. We don't and, know. Yeah, there's right dating old houses. Let me tell you, that's a rabbit hole when you go down. Sometimes you hit so many false, <laughs> so many false starts, right? so many different dates. It's sometimes it, it can be really ambiguous. Here's the stall wagons. I've got a list of stall wagons, and um. From the Historical Society. Mm -hmm. And they made their money from farming, and they built this nice house. Um, As you can see, there's no Sarah or Sadie in this list Mm -hmm. (laughs) of stone wagons, right? And they've marked off the year that they think, or the people they think built this house. Mm. And and it would be Matthias and Margaret. Stone wagon, Mm. right? I mean, it doesn't get more German, right? Great names. Yeah. So, you know... I don't know. I mean, I imagine the family lived there a while. I do know that there wasn't a bordello while the family was there because it just wasn't, right? Yeah, if they had a whole, <laughs> a if they had a whole family living in that house, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. probable that they didn't. So, you know, yeah. And the vacancy is interesting, but, you know, again, if it if it's a vacancy in a small town, even in the 90s, you know, it wasn't necessarily being bought up and, you know, renovated. Well, the thing is with small towns, we both you know, grew up in small towns. People notice if there's weird happenings at a place that's supposed to be vacant. You notice cars. Like, there's—everybody notices and talks about everything in small towns. That's just how it exactly. is. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I love these historical society notes, because yeah. they're from—they're, <laughs> they're like, from town people. So— we know these are the people. We know that's what it was. We know they had a family. They had six children, right? You know, so we don't know. You know, Matthias died in 1888, um, young at 56, but Margaret died in 1913 at age 74. So, like, maybe one of the kids built it. Maybe she built it. Yeah. Maybe he started it, you know? And or had plans to do it and never did it, you know, so we're not sure what's going on there. Can I just say, okay, so I'm looking at comments on at the Historical Society. These are all my pictures of stuff from the Historical Society, right? Um, And here's the comments on a patch article. And they're like, oh, you know, everybody's like, awesome. I grew up close to this house. Back then it was vacant and it looked scary. What a great story. All this stuff, right? The guy that had, he, you know, he said he had a medium come in, mm-hmm. right? And the medium is pissed. Wait, okay? The medium commented on the article? <laughs> yes, there's a medium yes. comment. <laughs> okay, the medium's name is Cersei. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. This is her quote in 2013 after this patch article. Okay. okay? Uh, so I'm not saying this. This is what Cersei Cersei, the, the, the me- medium, said, the right. medium right. is saying, okay, because this I is like I want to take bets gossip. on if that's her given name or if that was something she gave herself. Yeah, I wonder about that, too, yeah. actually. Okay. <laughs> so, Kevin Ziegler is a psychopathic liar. He's an intention whore. 
I am the medium that is mentioned. He didn't know anything about Sadie's life or death until I presented it to him. Sarah is spelled with two R's. Okay. Sarah is only his effort to deceive more people. Pictures slash videos that he shows are fake or stolen from elsewhere. I sent Sadie to the light years ago. <laughs> wow, it this is like me... reading like a bad Zilla, like a bad like um, um, Yelp review or something like I that. Just, when I saw this, I'm like, I struck gold. Yes. Right? <laughs> so like, okay. It makes me sick to see how he lies and abuses for his own pathetic neediness and attention. He's a truly disgusting excuse for a human being. Let Sadie rest in peace and let the lie that is Sarah to ours go. Oh my God. <laughs> let Sarah go. Then she wrote again uh, seven minutes later. <laughs> oh, she was mad. She was stewing. She was like, that wasn't enough. I need to say more. Minutes later, she writes, P.S. Karma is a bitch and she's coming for Ziegler again and again for shit like this and then some. Ooh, he pissed off (laughs) Cersei and she was mad. Also, this is just why you always read the comments. Oh, they are (laughs) comments are gold. So there's that. So now let's talk about the innards of the house. Um, the <laughs> the stairway is magnificent. Let me, I pulled up some of these things. Let's you know I love a good staircase. But look at this. Look at this. <sighs> it's a stained glass window transom above two windows, like in the stairwell. Oh, my god! And it's fabulous. There's a tree in the middle of it. I don't, I don't know what these shapes on the ends are, but I've looked, and it's like spring to fall. Mm. It's amazing. It's amazing. I zoomed in on it like crazy on the phone. <laughs> um, so let's talk about how gorgeous it is first. Here's that beautiful uh, entryway. Ah, oh, right? That's yeah. the front door. And it's just this beautiful, dark, shining, glistening wood with the carving. Um, so it's a beautiful stairway. It starts out three steps. Then you turn to the right and you go up, what, at seven steps. Mm-hmm. And then you turn to the right again and you go up some more steps. You know, I mean, it's just fabulous. That would be I hell to it. get a box spring up. Yes, it would. But it's <laughs> But it's pretty as hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> So the top of the stairs goes up and it kind of curves to the side a little bit. And then you've got this gorgeous balcony overlooking the stair and the front hall there. Mm. And like, look at this built-in linen closet. Oh, I love a built-in. <laughs> right. It's obviously a kid's room because there's like a crib slash bunk bed, a cribbed bunk bed. And then, yeah. you know, like everything's nice and millennial staged. gray. And then there's yeah. just this hole in the ceiling with like the yes. exposed beams and and up into the attic. What's happening? What yes. is happening? That's that's up into the attic. What is and, this? Um, what is this feature in a child's room, which is very terrifying? Well, I think this was staged. Okay. Okay. Now. Notice there's two doors here with the same long stringer, mm-hmm. right? Here's another door. So this door, you go in it and there's, I've got other pictures. You go in it and there's a window and then the attic stairs going up. So here we have another view of this feature. The hole. <laughs> okay. The hole in the Notice ceiling. Notice how big it is. It's a big it's hole. It's really big. Okay, so here's what it looks like. <laughs> Did they carpet it? Why? They did, and they and they made these boards. Now, I'm, I, unless these are original, like the original Stellwagens made, you know, made it look like this in the in the rafters. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of these Queen Anne's don't look like this. No, in the rafters. Um, okay, so we're gonna now <laughs> play a game. Okay, Sarah, love a game, and it is called. Hold on, let me get my my notes. What the fuck is this feature? (laughs) Why this hole? (laughs) Here we go. I have, is it A, a gross viewing station for the bordello? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, okay. B, stack ventilation. Mm -hmm. C, the original attic stair hole. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So then I have a more late, like, say, cool thing, like, I'm going to build this loft, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like somebody did later, you know? But then you're cutting the floor, which is structurally weird. Uh, e. As uh, a choice. An original or older thing for the room to be, like, two stories. So, like, say there was a child's room and somebody thought it would be cute, like, say, in the you know, 70s before it was vacant or whatever mm -hmm. to, you know, make like a two-story loft into the, like for a into child like a playroom or something. And then like um, F, chimney stack. I'm just wondering, you know, what do you think, Sarah? <laughs> I'm going to go with somebody made a very interesting decision to have a big hole in the ceiling of a room that went up kind of to an attic. Maybe there was a ladder or something and they made, they just made a interesting choice. But I feel like you have an answer to this, this game. I don't. That's okay. why we're playing the game. I am totally confused. <laughs> okay. Like I, am, I do not I, know. I'm going with I studied. I'm going with weird design choice by previous owner. Okay, so here's the stairs. Mm -hmm. I've got a floor plan up of the second floor, current yep. one. <laughs> so this one shows it on here because it's current, open to below. So as you can see how big it is, mm -hmm. um, it's some kind of pillar. This might be their chimney that stack. That might be their I chimney stack. So this is, is the, the whole third floor girl in the third floor, the haunting of the third floor. This is the third floor they're talking about. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, back in the day it's a ghost when hole. it was first built— a ghost hole. Like Sarah Winchester, right? Yes. Exactly. It's like I mean, we need to build a ghost hole. Okay. That's that's finally where I'm ending up. I don't know. I, and I just don't understand why there's a... The only thing I can figure is when they reconfigured the third floor to make it more, you know, amenable to modern buyers. Mm -hmm. um, We're going with ghost hole. It's a ghost hole. They did a ghost, ghost hole. hole. Thank you. Ghost hole. So I've it's puzzled a new, over it's this. It's a new feature for your for if you're considering re uh, you know remodeling your home, consider a ghost hole. Right. <laughs> you know, for easy, easy passions for spirits. You know, so yeah. they can come down and talk to you at night while you're sleeping. Right. Right. If you want them to float down, not through the ceiling, but just through a hole, making it easier for them and less terrifying for you. Ghost hole. Less terrifying. <laughs> I don't know. I think somebody coming out of a hole in my ceiling, it seems more natural than something coming out of a, just the ceiling. Right. Right. Ghost hole. You know. For uh, kids. For kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, there's my story. Um, okay. Uh, we have a ghost hole or some bizarro thing. I, as you can see, we still haven't figured out what the heck this is. Um, yeah, but we know Cersei's pissed. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. I mean, what? What? So, yeah. Why? And Cersei's pissed. What and why? Don't and piss Cersei's off pissed. Cersei. And always read the comments. Oh, God. <laughs> always so read the comments. So there you go. And, and, and it's been a fun ride. And uh, now I know a lot more about this house. But at the same time, <laughs> I know nothing about this house. So, you know, there we go. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's lovely. So it's haunted maybe. Could have been maybe a bordello. Possibly. There may have been murders there or not, but there is definitely <laughs> a strange hole in the ceiling. And that might be the most disturbing thing about this place. Yeah. And that's why I focused on it. There so we go. So you can see why I was a little, <laughs> I was a little attached to it. <laughs> Un understandable. Understandable. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We've we've coined ghost hole. Um, if anybody wants to credit us for that when they do the remodel of their own home, um, great for kids, good for parties, um, all your needs. Ghost hole. All right. Wow. Your turn. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yours is going to be much more ghosty and exciting. Mine was just bizarre. <laughs> so my boo architecture is the Braylock Inn in Casanova, New York. Ah. There's just a lot in those names. It's great. So Casanova is a quaint historic town uh, nestled against the southeast edge of Casanova Lake in central New York, just outside of Syracuse. It was kind of a, you know, a little kind of commuter town to Syracuse, New York. Um, had a huge summer population right on that lake. People loved it. It had been, you know, 
it's 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 got a lot of age it's got a lot of history um and the name is just lovely casanovia uh, there's a lot of yeah. great history you can look into into the town if you want to go down that. It's there's a lot ha- there's there's a lot there, but we're just focusing on the Braylock Inn. So in yeah. this photo, you can see it's a richly darkly colored amalgamation of architectural styles. You can see a little Queen Anne, a little stick style in there, maybe a little Gothic revival, um, and it's right on this corner of. Albany Street, which is the main street in Casanova, and then Foreman Street, which is goes along the lake. And so it's on this big corner that kind of like anchors the end of Main Street. And right across the um, street is the lake and one of the public parks, Lake Land Park, which was part of this um, huge private estate at one point and has this gorgeous like stone wall and this wrought iron thing. It's it's stunning. So the lake is right there. This is anchoring the corner of the town. Um, And it has been operating as a Scottish inn and restaurant managed by the Barr family since 1946, 1949. Again, when you look for specific years, sometimes you find a lot of dates. So they've been in there. They've been operating this family run for over 70 years. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. Some of the I first, didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's been by the same family, the the Brown Bar family, now the Full Bar family, um, and they are some of the nicest people in the world, and they have an incredible establishment. And this building has been added on to quite a bit, and I'll, I'll bring up more photos and talk about some of that. So some of the first ads I found for the Braylock Inn, say 1946, somewhere like there was ads for their liquor license for dinners um, in 1949 in the local papers. I love um, the Casanova Library has their newspaper archive online, and so I've been able to do a ton of newspaper research, which is one of my favorite things to do uh, from here up here in Maine. And the building was built in 1805, according to the Braylock's website and from a bunch of other articles that I found. Though the building inventory document, which building inventories were done um, kind of everywhere and volunteers would go out, there's there's great information you can find on them. And that building document says 1877, which feels a little late. Um, (laughs) And it was said to have been built by another local, George Strawbridge Ledyard. for part of the estate for William M. Burr. And both Ledyard and Burr are names that you find everywhere in Casanova. So I found this website called The Clio, and they had information from a walking tour by someone named Erica Barnes in 2018. It is said that the structure was built for an unknown owner around 1810 and sold to Burr, a prosperous local merchant, in 1825. Um, And as I said, the name Burr is everywhere. He owned um, blocks of buildings in different parts of town. Uh, Since its initial, if not kind of foggy, date of construction, the (laughs) property has undergone many modifications. And I'll pull up a 1955 postcard that shows the building. It doesn't Aww. have, um, so describe, to describe the, the, the building as it is now, it's kind of this big main structure um, kind of with a kind of cross-gabled roof with a couple other gables and some gingerbread, not quite barge boards because it's just in the pediment of the, the gables. And then there's this kind of protruding front addition that has a porch on it. And in this 1955 image, you can see that it was mainly painted all white. Um, it has a lot of the shingle styles of these. Uh, it doesn't have that big front addition and the porch. Right. It just has this main front entrance that says Braylock Inn with these very spindly columns. Oh my God, is that the same sign? It's darling. Okay. So yeah, that whole front um, part hadn't been built yet. And you can see in a 1956 postcard, so it's got a lot of that kind of shingle style, which there was a lot of that happening in this in, in the central New York area at that at the time. And Casanova, again, it attracted a lot of wealthy merchants and a lot of wealthy people from the area. 
um, due to its proximity to Syracuse, their Erie Canal went right through Syracuse. Um, I love me some Erie Canal. There's the Erie Canal Museum in, in Syracuse. It's the last Waylock Ooh. building in the entire country. Highly recommend. Ooh. It's a go-see. But again, it was it was all white when they first bought it. Another one, this Aww. is I found some of these postcards on eBay. This one didn't have a date, but it had this beautiful Again, it's that front entrance that does not have that addition on it, and it's very Lee Spinley things, and it's the Braylock Inn. So yeah. it did, you know, after, as the bars owned it and operated it for a long time, it started to get some additions put on. Here's another, like, a 1960s one of the full staff. Aww. The Brown Bar family um, came over from Scotland around World War II, Adam Scotty Brown and his wife Ava and their twa boys. This is from the website. You know, there's it's it's filled with Scottish kind of vernacular in there. In 1946, so they came over and they opened another restaurant in a town of like about 45 minutes away, and then purchased this property and opened it and decided to relocate their entire. They ran the two for a bit and then just decided to focus their entire business just on this Braylock Inn, and so. They made the decision. Um, the sighting was perfect. It was in Casanova. Route 20, before the interstate was built, was the main artery going um, kind of like east to west through New York State. And it's um, Old Cherry Valley Turnpike. If you go from Syracuse, you know, go from Syracuse to Albany, I say take that over the thruway. It's much more fun to go through all the towns, much more sightly. Um, anyway. Operated by Brown and his son, Peter, and his stepson, Henry Graybar. It is a 12-room inn outfitted with, like, everywhere with these gorgeous antiques. The interior is wood. There's beautiful flocked and um, fabric wallpaper, dark carpets, um, and clan tartans everywhere. There's antiques that the family collected from all over their trips to Europe. (laughs) There's, like, old swords. There's shields. There's beautiful old art and photographs. A lot of, I mean, the Scottish influence is very deep. They took their their Scottish ancestry and just like just put it everywhere in the place. And one of the photos that I pulled up is the whole staff, and they yes. are all wearing kilts, sashes, little tam, little little hats. I don't know if those are tams, but those little hats. Yeah, my God, they look like when uh, Lucy Ricardo did her McGillicuddy stuff. <laughs> it does kind of look that like little that. Hat. Yeah, yeah, on the side, you know, roguely on the side, on the side part. <laughs> and so, I mean, it was the Scottish influence. Um, there's yeah. entertaining areas. There's a pool room. There's, like, multiple levels. There's the dining room on the top floor. There's a couple do- dining areas on the top floor or the, the main floor. And then downstairs, there's more dining. And there's a more dining area. And there's this amazing bar that is just, like... You know, it's all brick and stone and it's dark and dark wood. And it's kind of like this snug that is just amazing. And there's fireplaces everywhere. And if you go in colder months, the fireplaces are like always lit. So you can sit down there, have like a beverage or a dinner next to a fireplace. Um, There's a gift shop where you can actually buy authentic Scottish tartans. Um, They have a whole book on the different clans and you can find... If you're Scottish, you can find your family clan and get that one. They, it's pretty, it's it's deep. And my grandmother, who went to the college in the town in the 50s, she went there um, as a young lady and stole a menu. And she found it in her things when she was moving back to the area from Albany. <laughs> And she (laughs) gave it to them. So there's a menu from the 1950s that they had that is framed and put on the wall. And let me tell you, the price of lobster was really cheap back then. Oh, Um, I bet it was. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it's a bar. It's a restaurant. It's, you know... I, I grew up in town. I remember a lot of fancy dinners with my family here. Easter dinner is a big, Easter brunch is a big thing. Um, I hosted it at the restaurant. I also worked in the gift shop slash check-in desk for the, for the hotel. You know, many of my first oh my dates God, with my husband cute. were there oh after God. I got off of work. And Erin, you stayed there. For my wedding, (laughs) and the after party for my wedding took over the downstairs bar, and we had a freaking blast. Amazing. (laughs) 
was amazing. Sarah, you're the cutest. They it's love my grandmother. Darling. Yeah, they are. They are the sweetest family. Um, and they have a real, you know, the, their their family, the Barr family, was much like the Burr family, who were, you know, merchants in the town doing a bunch of different things. And many of the family has different shops and businesses in the town and are very involved. So it's kind of like a really interesting bird to bar passage of being, you know, really entrenched business people within the town. And I love this so much. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm just overwhelmed with loving this. Okay, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> and what, so you got to stay there. I did. What was your impression I got of to, the place? I thought it was gorgeous. The staircase that you use to go upstairs amazing it is this it is massive i will pull up a photo it's this massive kind of picture like from the top down (laughs) yep this curved dark wood staircase and the wallpaper is this flocked fabric wallpaper in red and the, the, the the carpet is red and it's the dark wood staircase that's like great there's not really landings it just slowly curves up through this through this and you know, besides all of just this amazingness, gorgeous. and the food is fantastic too. It's like a floating staircase, yeah. folks. It's it's really nice, amazing. It's gorgeous. Okay. And besides that, is haunted. Because <laughs> I wouldn't be talking <laughs> about it on Boo Architecture today if it wasn't. Yay! So, okay. So on to the hauntings of this incredible place, which it feels like it could be because it looks like this movie set. So it's not just one entity or spirit that is said to be haunting the Bray. We call it, I affectionately call it the Bray, or my husband calls it the Bray Bray. Um, <laughs> we, lo- we, we love this place, okay? Oh, so from strange oh noises God. to full-on body apparitions, this place has it all. Um, CNYcentral.com summed up the cast of characters as... One being a ghostly girl in a long blue dress who offers to show guests to their room. Sometimes it's said that she has a tray of candles. Um, Other tales include sightings of a man in a kilt. Um, That one is kind of affectionately known as Scotty. Sometimes people say it looks like he's wearing kind of a pirate-type shirt, so very, like, historic um, Scotsman wear. Um, A woman in Victorian-era clothing who walks in or out of closets through walls And there's been reports of unexplained light orbs floating through the canopy beds or coming into the rooms. There's also said to be a dark, shadowy male figure that walks around. Maybe that's the guy in the kilt. Maybe he puts on an overcoat. I don't know. Um, Sounds of footsteps or tapping, ghostly touches, voices, everything. I, that's amazing. I let me just say I did not experience anything. Um, I think I was in the newer part. You might have like been. in the back, like the addition, you know. Um, but you use these stairs to get up there and go down the hall. Uh, I didn't experience anything. However, it has a feel to it. It has a feel. Like maybe, <laughs> right? Like there's potential. There's potential for something. Yeah, there's that's potential. what I felt like when I was there. And there's a ton of different reports from people that have stayed there, stories that have been told to the Barr family, um, staff stories. Um, I had my own experience right near that staircase, kind of kitty corner to it, is this beautiful um, arched double doorway with these big, beautiful wood doors. And that's where the gift shop and the check-in is for the the rooms where guests would come and check in or check out. And that's what I did for a bit when I had moved back. And the desk faced the double doors looking out into the hallway, kind of where you would enter to go into that staircase. And I was on my computer, tip-tapping away. And just above where my screen was, so I'm looking at my screen, and just above where the top of my screen was, I could see this figure, this dark, shadowy figure kind of walk across the opening for the double doors and it kind of just stopped. So I'm like staring at my screen, but I see it above it. And this is like nine, I would work there sometimes till like nine o'clock at night um, till, you know, that was, so it was nighttime. It was dark. It was very quiet. A lot of times it was very quiet in the off season and it gets very dark in upstate New York in the winter. And it just, it just stopped. I could see this like mass and I'm like, I'm not going to look at it. Oh (laughs) God. 
And it was like right in the center of the doorway. And I just kind of kept looking at my screen and I was just like, okay, I see you. You see me. We are both here. We see each other. Okay. Anybody was I there. I prefer they not to engage. We're just, we're both okay. here. We see each other. We're here. We're both, right. we are both in this space. And then it just kind of moved on. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Time to go. <laughs> I, it didn't feel, it wasn't ominous. And right. most of the reports that people have that it's, it's not like, it's not scary and again, oh. this tracks. There's rooms, room 11 and 12 are supposedly the most haunted, and people have seen a person, like either the, the, the man in the kilt or the woman that comes through the closets kind of just standing in the room. Yeah. Uh, there's okay. Also re- well, if you were a ghost and you and all of a sudden everything was different and here's strangers, I guess you'd probably stand there too. Be like, what <laughs> like, the hell? What's going on? <laughs> Why are you in my room? The fuck? Exactly. What is this? Exactly. And some people have reported staying and like the orb, these orb lights will come and they'll see them. And there's even like one report of some, a couple like, you know, getting them to flash once for yes, two for no, and kind of having a conversation. Again, these are people's own reports, but people have seen things and there's lots and lots of reports. It's on like the haunted hotels. It's on the haunted history trail in in New York. Yes. Okay. So on hauntedplaces.org. Oh, there's a whole entry for the Braid Lock Inn. Um, ah. And I will read you a couple of the comments that the entry on the Braid Lock Inn has. And one is from Teresa that says, yes, but it's all good. I've been working there for 11 years and have encountered some weird things. The water in the ladies' bathroom coming on by itself. Um, to turn those on, they're not handles, they're foot pedals. Oh, it's Again, this awesome. place is wonderful. You need to go. All these like details <laughs> that are still there. Um, a whistler in the kitchen when no one was working, a TV turning on, you know, again, this is like something felt like it was brushing their hair like a breeze. Oh my Um, goodness. (laughs) One is, I was with my daughter, wife, and daughter's husband, grandson, and a very good friend. I knew there was something different about this inn for some reason. As we went in, I noticed a woman standing on the staircase, that staircase, (laughs) as you're entering the inn, and she was wearing clothing that seemed to be from the 18th century. When I walked over to her, she just disappeared. I thought that was odd. While we were at the chair adjacent to the bar, we were having our first and only drink. I saw my grandson, who was 18 months old, looking at the fireplace and pointing. I looked at where he was looking and saw a man in a kilt holding his arm out and rubbing his thumb and index finger at my grandson and and skilling at my grandson. I think that's just like a a term. I don't know. I also saw men sitting at the table adjacent to where we were sitting. They looked like they were wearing kilts and had some old-fashioned bear stones i don't know so Uh, there's there's quite a few different ones and there is one there's there's ghost hunters that have gone there oh my gosh so one of the comments (laughs) is from john from 2018 he stayed and did an investigation there in 2017 and used a psb7 spirit box in three different sessions um he got captured plenty of voices and names and even got a couple over the, the air EVPs. Oh. Okay. So if you've ever seen Ghost Hunters, yeah. this clip is kind of like that where they get EVPs and it sounds like, um, it doesn't really sound like anything, but if you repeat it enough times, you can kind Eventually of make it, it sound say like anything. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what those EVPs in this, yeah. in this video kind of come up at. But okay, you don't have to take my word for it or any of the comments for it because in 2018, local news channel nine came out to the Bray to film an interview with Val, one of the, the daughter-in-law to Gray, and a very spooky moment was captured on video, interrupting awesome. the news the the video cast. So basically. He's doing a video cast, and he's interviewing yes. her and about to ask her some questions. And just as they start interviewing, a glass from upstairs crashes down the staircase and shatters downstairs. Whoa. And they go and investigate so it. Yeah. It was downstairs when nobody was downstairs, and there was a glass shattered on the ground. 
interrupting their their video interview, and it happened right then. And um, the follow, yeah. So they were by that big staircase, and right below, underneath that staircase, you know, Aaron said it was kind of like a floating staircase. Beneath that is another staircase that goes down to the restaurant, and yes. that's where the glass flew off a shelf and crashed on the ground. And from the follow-up article, they wrote, During the interview with co-owner Valerie Barr, before she can answer, glass shattering stops the conversation. When Valerie and the cameras go down to the nearby staircase, shattered glass is found all over the floor. The owner confirms nobody else was on the bottom floors of the hotel other than her and the news crew. Keep in mind that this was around 6.40 in the morning when other guests were sleeping upstairs and nobody should have been around. Wow. And that captured on video. That's awesome. Do you think the ghost was like, hey, I'm here? Or was it, Y'all hey. are talking about me. Bam. Or, hey, stop stop with the interview. <laughs> I think it was Which more just like, it, hold just my like, beer. Like, oh, yeah. All right. Okay. I did that. <laughs> you want a yeah. ghost, I give you crash. <laughs> smash. So. so I that, would do that. So, so that's. If I was a ghost. Yeah. So that was captured on there. So it's, it is reportedly very haunted again i had my own experience of just seeing that dark shadowy figure um you know and who are these ghosts i couldn't really find information about anybody passing there you know maybe the one in the kilt and the pirate shirt is adam scotty brown who um, opened the braylock inn and turned it into the scottish inn because it was not a scottish inn before again this was um it was built as a home. It wasn't built as a Scottish inn. It was built as a beautiful estate. Um, but I wanted to know more about the building before, you know, William Burr owned it. The bars owned it. What happened in between? Yeah. So I did, as we love to do, some digging. I did one of my favorite things, which is to go to all the fire maps and the different maps that you can get. <laughs> right. On the 1852 Hartman map, you can see this is Albany Street, and you can ah. see anchoring this corner, W.M. Burr. You can see this, you know, long rectangular um, property plot, and you can see the building and um, kind of attached other building that's, I think a lot of this was then built up around in the big backyard area. I think there's a smokehouse in the back. Um so you can see that. And yeah. all the other maps that I found up into, like, I kept looking. The 1875 map has it as Burr. The 1900 Sanborn map does not include the block nearest to the lake. It ends at Hurd Street and doesn't go all the way over to Foreman. I guess they didn't think it was important. But the 1911 Sanborn map does include it, and it's marked as D for dwelling, but no name is associated on it. So um, 1911 would be... Pretty long for the birds, but so it might have stayed in the family. Right. So then I did, and you know, this is at 5 Albany Street, but we know street numbers changed. Yes. So I did find an 1869 newspaper article with an advert for Mr. J. Trowbridge, manufacturer and dealer in all kinds of cabinet wear, old work repaired with the utmost nicety and dispatch. An assortment of coffins kept constantly on hand. <laughs> Sales room number five, Albany Street. Manufactory on oh, Albany no. Street, west and north of the East Bridge. <laughs> Mr. J. Trowbridge, Casnovia, March 1868. But again, the street number could have changed. Right. Um, Albany Street's kind of been Albany Street, but things like that changed. There could have been North Albany Street. There could have been another one, but I'm like, oh, it had coffins. Yeah, I'm like, coffin shop? Coffins. <laughs> So That's then awesome. I yeah. So yeah. then I kept using the newspaper articles and I found a mention of the corner inn on the corner of Albany and Foreman Streets, which is this is where it is, in a 1933 article. And there's a few more mentions of this corner inn in newspaper ads and spotlights, including a nice like in some local papers do like 50 years ago. And so that one was 50 years ago, November 23rd, 1933. So that was stating that Mrs. Rose Williams has closed the corner in for the winter. I'm like, all right, so I have a name. Who's Mrs. Rose Williams? So I kept looking um, in the 30s. I couldn't find any more mentions of the corner in ex except for like when it was mentioned in the early 30s, like 1933 to 1935, like hosting dinners or you can have your dinner there. Or it closes for the season. 
Um, so, you know, luncheon parties, overnight guests. So there's a few more mentions of Mrs. Rose Williams and of her daughter, Mary, you know, when they'd come back in town, when Mary came back for college, that they had been staying um, for the winter season in Syracuse, things like that. You know, all the happenings, all, all, all the tea in town in the papers, which I love. I um, love <laughs> And oh then there's other mentions of Rose Williams, and it's no longer called the Corner Inn, but it's called the Williams Inn. Okay. So she changed it. Um, I couldn't really find information of the Williams in, aside from like, again, luncheons, parties, things like that. Um, I did find a 1927 Casanova Republican article. It's like a police blotter, but for neighboring areas when I was doing research into Rose Williams, that Mrs. Rose Williams, age 52, was convicted of arson in the second degree with her mother, Mrs. Truman Whiting. Um, oh. arson in the third degree by the jury, which heard their trial in the county court in Cooperstown, March 9th. Uh, Cooperstown wow. is about like an hour and a half away, hour 20 minutes away. So I don't think it's the same one because she was 52 was at the time. I don't know. Rose Williams doesn't seem like it's like super uncommon name. Anyway. Right. Is the same Rose? Not sure. Just a fun little thing. Just like I don't know if that place had the coffins in it. But again, these are the things that you find when you're going down the rabbit hole. Um, I did yep. find a 1940 census that has Rose and her daughter Mary at the home at 5 Albany Street. And she's listed as the owner and her occupation is listed as tourist. Which I think is badass. That's she's fun. just a tourist. Even though That's she did fun. run this in. I don't know. If she was a widow, she was a tourist. I like that. I want my occupation to be too. tourist. I love it. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't think she did the arson. I don't. I, <laughs> she and her ma. That's just really. She and her ma doing yeah. it. Um. Anyway, the Williams Inn in 1946. Rose Williams sold the William Inn to the to um, the Philbricks. Um. Then the Williams Inn was sold by the Phil, Brick, Phil Bricks to Adam Scotty Brown in 1949 with position given in November. And they operated it and have still been operating it. And it's definitely a beautiful, gorgeously, like, appointed place that you can go. You can stay. You can eat. You can drink in the, like, little snug bar. They have outdoor dining in the summer. You can see the fireworks from there. They have bands. And you can all go experience all for yourself. And I really highly recommend you do. You can—there are— um, ghost packages that you can get and I believe it is for like room 12 or 11 so there are certain packages they'll sometimes do spooky Halloween things um like a ghostly getaway package and so you can go and get proper Scottish spooky at the Braylock Inn in Casanova and the family that runs it again I don't I have just the best things to to say about them and they are it's it's wonderful and you know People have their experiences, but nobody ever felt threatened. So, but it, you know, people can be scared without feeling threatened by walking in and seeing a person in their room that they do not know. So. Agreed. I, you know, I was never felt threatened. Like I said, it felt like something could happen. <laughs> right. Right. While we were there. But not, I, I didn't see anything. But, you know, it was a party going on. And <laughs> like, you know, we went up and went to sleep right after. So I, I imagine I could have seen something if perhaps I was a little more quiet. <laughs> right? You'll just have to go back again. I would love to go back again. It's a wonderful place. It is one place. of my favorite places. It, yeah. Agreed. It, it really <laughs> is. The architecture is great. The interior. I mean, if you love a fireplace, this place has fireplaces. And all these like little area bars where there used to be like little tiny bars throughout the building on like the the first and basement floor there's a couple little other spaces it's just and it's just been there and run by the family for years they have like a bobby burns night where they like salute the haggis i think that's what it calls but they bring in pipers and you know they and, and dancers and they do the whole thing and it's i mean it's great and people have been going there for like generations of people have been going there at this point because generations of this family have been running it and it's it's just spooky Scottish amazingness and right in Casanova, New York. I love it. 
Great choice. So that's my boo architecture. <laughs> so hopefully people Perfect. have like, you know, enjoyed this little departure from our usual. So it, we thought it would be Yay. a fun one for this spooky season. <laughs> yeah. And who knew mine would be so weird? I really <laughs> thought I was going to find, you know, some kind of evidence and we could talk about it. Right. And well, just, when you said you were going down the rabbit hole of this, like, certain thing, and you wouldn't tell me what this certain thing was, I was like, oh, my God, she's found a murder. And I was like, mine is just, these, you know, these people that are just kind of there, and they're happy, and, like, you know, they're kind of friendly ghosts, and their urns probably got this, like, I mean, you kind of have a murder, but we don't know. But, but hole, Is it a real one? But hole in the ceiling to the attic is very weird. Now you know why I was, like, after I saw the movie, I was kind of like... Maybe. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, thank you for everybody for joining us for Boo Architecture. And for everybody yeah. that's been listening, make sure you give us a follow. Make sure you like the podcast. Make sure you follow us on the Instagram things. Um, you know, give us a hi. Or if you have ideas, we always want to hear new ones. And, uh, yeah, keep listening. And uh, thanks, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I can't help myself with the spooky uh, sound effects this season. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye.